Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are you this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Great, Russell. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And I praise my God for that. Praise God. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that we are able to start our day. The very first thing that we will do in our day before we set out, going about our own works, our business, our jobs, our lives. We acknowledge your presence in it. So that whatever we plan on doing this day, Lord, you are involved in everything right from the start. And just as your word says, you guide us, you lead us. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity where you call each of us by name and you ask us to come and be with you at that start. And when we come to you, when we commune with you in our spirit, when we submit to you, you speak to us. You grant us your revelation. You grant us your wisdom and you pour out your everlasting love, your mercy, your grace into every circumstance that we present to you. That in situations that are beyond our level, you provide an escape route, you provide a direction, you provide an answer and you provide a solution. And that same peace and joy, Lord, we want to share this morning with all those that are part of this praying family, that are part of this prayer meeting here as well. We share it with all those that are beneficiaries of all prayer requests that are made on this group. And we thank you, Lord, in advance for all the testimonies that will take place during the praise and worship session this evening. When you hover over that session, your presence is enough to wash us clean, to fill us, to renew us, strengthen us on wings of eagles. When we wait on you, when we wait on your presence, and we share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you. We ask for the grace to stand up, stand tall, to share your word without doubt, without fear, without shame. Knowing that you back us up in every circumstance. And with all those, Lord, we share it as well, that do not want to know you that have willfully turned away and yet they are your children and we ask for a quickening in their hearts that their spirits be awakened to know the difference to see you to see your light and to turn towards it as we make a prayer this morning lord we call on your name the name of our maker our creator the great i am the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity. The one who blots out our transgressions. Cast them behind his back and remembers them no more. So that every time we come to you, we come through the blood of Jesus. We are washed clean, white as snow. We come to the one. We call on the name of the one who is the ancient of days who is also our father. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who gave us that confidence and courage to come to the father. 
the one who made a way back to him even though we out of our own sinfulness turned away it is he who made the way back the bridge the doorway the sheep gate the lord of our redemption through whom is salvation our rock on which we build our lives our faith and our church and we pray in the name of his spirit that spirit who now dwells within us gives life to our mortal body so that despite whatever we have done in the past in our lives all our weaknesses it is he who strengthens it is he who provides the light of the father it is he who gives life it is he who hovers over every situation that looks hopeless and brings hope into it it is he who is the executor of the will of the father the scepter of the king of kings the seal of the age to come the lord in the midst of his people and in the lives and the person of each one of them who is mighty we thank you father that you make all these things known to us you reveal it to us so that when we commune with you in our prayer and that you live within us and that your spirit is with us knowing and understanding the word that you have given us and how to speak that word in faith we know and we know in our hearts lord that our lives are supernatural that our lives are miraculous that we are able to live as jesus lived he came to show us by example how it can be done and if we follow what is taught us in the gospels by him our life can be like his we thank you father that you make that revelation known as we connect more and more with your word we thank you lord that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer that legal authorization to come under your government and within your kingdom we thank you lord that you have blessed us with your principles and promises in your word with the inheritance that you give us we thank you lord that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift that we need in the heavenlies and you make every grace abound towards us so that when we come under your shepherdship under your government we cannot lack anything we shall have a life of abundance and dominion we thank you jesus today as we get into our reflection i'd like to touch upon a kingdom principle that is planning and the importance of planning it is said those who fail to plan plan to fail so at the outset i ask you a question is that what your life looks like do you have a written plan of what you want to achieve out of it of what is your purpose let's look at what the bible says proverbs 16 this proverb talks a lot about planning i recommend you read that entire proverb when you have a chance today so that it touches in line with the reflections that we will do today most of it is based on this proverb 16 proverb 16 verse 1 says to humans belong the plans of the heart but from the lord comes the proper answer of the tongue so it starts off itself with to humans belong plans which mean 
God has left it to man to make a plan. But on how it would be accomplished, he has the last word. So whatever we dream of or see in our vision for our life ahead or our ambition on what we want, we need to write it down. Habakkuk 2 verse 2, he says, write down the vision and make it plain on tables so that he may run that reads it. The one who reads it is the messenger that can take that vision and give it to the one that will bring it to manifestation. But if you do not write it down, there is nothing for him to run with. It's important to write it down. Proverbs 16 verse 9, in this proverb he says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Which is exactly the same thing as he says in Proverbs 3 verse 6 and 5. Important thing here is, when you write it down, he says, In your hearts you plan your course, but the Lord establishes your steps. The Lord directs them. But when you do not have a plan, there is nothing for him to direct. So that's our first takeaway today. And that is why nothing moves in many people's lives. It stays the same because we give him nothing to direct. And then wonder, why is my life not changing, Lord? Why are you torturing me? And he says, because you are doing nothing about it. You have no plan. Let's look at it from another angle now. Have you ever tried turning a car that is standing still? You might turn the steering wheel. And the wheels may turn a little. The angle of the wheels might move. But the direction of the car, the direction it is facing, does not change. It stays as is. It only changes direction when the wheels start moving and then the car moves in that direction. So the important principle to learn here is our second takeaway today. You cannot direct something that is stationary. It has to be moving in order to direct it. Likewise, God cannot direct you to a goal or to a target if you don't move. You must move. You must have a plan and then take action on it. Is that what we are missing in our life? We think of a lot of things, but don't take any action towards them. And then wonder, Lord, I saw that beautiful vision, but why is my life still the same? God cannot direct anything if it does not move. Your plan must move in action. And then we go to our third takeaway. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. That is, make a commitment and submit to Him. Involve Him in your plan. Proverbs 3 verse 6 says, Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and He will direct your path. And then in verse 5 it says, do not lean on your own understanding. 
but let him direct out of his wisdom. And here in verse 3 of Proverbs 16, we see it says, when we let him direct, we must commit to the Lord and he will establish plans. So when do you do that? When do you involve him in your plan? Most of us often make the mistake of involving him after we've exhausted all our options. Until then, we want to be in control. So you should not be involving him at the end when the result is almost due and every action that needed to be taken is already taken. That action will have its own outcome. We have already gone down a certain pathway and then at the end of it, we expect him to change direction. When we are at the end of the path, he can only change direction when you still have path left, not after you've exhausted the path. You can't turn at the end of a road. You still need a fair bit of road in order to be able to turn. We must ideally involve him at the start when we are planning and preparing. Many times we involve him in a way when we say, Lord, my exam results are due tomorrow. Please let me have a good score. When we prepared for the exams, we thought we had this in our control. When the papers were being examined, we did not bother. And now when the results are due, we say, Lord, help. Can he change your exam result that has already been marked and written down on your mark sheet? He may be able to, but I would not like to look at him as a god of magic. Because if he worked that way, we would always look at him in the same way as we do. Not acknowledging him. He is a God of systems, not of magic. When we follow his systems, we see results. So as his word says, acknowledge him at the start of anything. And please do not feel bad if this sounds like you, like your prayer life. We all have done this at some point in our lives. I have done it as well. But then we need to learn our lessons from our mistakes. If we believe that he can change it at the last minute as well, why do we wait to the last minute for him to change it? Imagine what he could do when we allow him to change it from the start. It is a lesson for all to learn and to involve him at the start of any new project you take up. Acknowledge him in all your ways at the start and he will direct your path. Let's look at what Jesus said in Luke 14, verse 28. He said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Now put this in that context of that exam and what do you think should be your answer? Would you exhaust all your costs and then say, Lord, I have run out of money. My building is only halfway through. Can you help? Again, in the same chapter, now that was about building a tower. In the same chapter in Luke 14, verse 3 verses later, verse 31, he says, or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider 
whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000. These are the words of Jesus. In short, he says, whether you're building up your life, your tower, your career, your ministry, everything, or even when you are going into battle, Challenging the status quo in your life where problems have an upper hand against you, they seem a lot more powerful than your capability and ability to turn them. When any task seems daunting, when you do not have immediate answers and solutions based on your own wisdom, whether it is joblessness, whether it is financial challenges, whether it is relationships, any kind of battle, what he's really referring to here is you first plan for it. You commit to it. You commit it to him and then you move based on that plan. And when you move, he directs or instructs it. Imagine asking the Lord for a job but not sending a single application. What outcome are you expecting? There is no magic. You will find the Lord standing silently and wonder, Lord, what's going on? And then in Proverbs 16, verse 20, after we have acknowledged him, after we start moving, we ask him to direct our steps. Proverbs 16, verse 20 says, whoever gives heed to instruction will prosper. You must see result. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that wisdom that comes from you. That when we reflect on our own personal lives and everything that we take up in our life every day, every new project that we will start, no matter how small it is, that we acknowledge you at the start so that you give us that wisdom and that understanding to apply the principles of growth and increase of your kingdom in each of those plans. We ask for that grace, Lord. So that when we make those plans and then we take action based on our faith, that what you have shown us in terms of direction must yield a big result, much more than we expect. Then we know and we know in our hearts, Lord, that that plan is established by you and that result must be miraculous. It must turn in our favor, no matter how complicated it seems. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. As we dwell on your principle of planning. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For all the prayer requests that have been mentioned on this group. For all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division, separation. We pray for all those that are yoked under any kind of strongholds. Those that are battling financial challenges especially.
And Lord, for all the times that we have failed to involve you in our plan at the start and are now facing our challenges, Lord, we ask for forgiveness for our ignorance. And we ask you to take over our plans at this stage. That we having learned the lesson here onwards, involve you at the start every time. But for this one time, Lord, we ask your grace. That through your mercy, Romans 8.28 gets activated in this situation in our lives. And the outcome is supernatural. We pray in a special way for all those that are waiting on their exam results. For all those that are waiting on outcomes in their jobs. For all those that are waiting on outcomes on any kind of challenges that, are, that, that seem impossible at this stage. That do not look favorable at this stage. We thank you, Father, for your grace. That in every situation, you work for the good of those who love you and whom you have called according to your purposes. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. In a special way, we pray for all those members of our friends and family circle that are not yet saved. Quicken them, Lord, that they might call on your name and they shall not end up in shame but shall be delivered. We plead the blood of Jesus over each of these requests that we have made in our prayer, Lord. Over every member of every family that is part of this praying ministry. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We draw a perimeter by the bloodline of Jesus around ourselves, our homes, our jobs, our finances, around every aspect of our life. That that forms a spiritual barricade and I forbid anything, any kind of wickedness to come within a range of that perimeter. We call down the fire of judgment on any such wickedness that seeks to infiltrate. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, from sin, from danger, from accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking and terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us when we release our prayer in faith, in the spirit. That prayer is made under an open heaven and it touches your heart. And out of your love, Lord, you pour your revelation, your grace into our lives. That brings that prayer an answer. It brings manifestation. We believe, Lord, in our hearts. We receive that manifestation. And we know and we know that that prayer is an answered prayer. 
I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sola Nara <laughs> <laughs> 
and he will establish your plans. A second one is from Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, which says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. At uh, this time, I'm reminded of a fact in the Bible that's, that tells us that he says, do not fear or do not be afraid 365 times in that Bible, which equates to one for every day, reminding us every day. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared from Proverbs 3, verse 6, quoted from the, NI, the New King James Version. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And then we have a scripture from Jeremiah 32, verse 19, quoted from the Amplified Version, which says, Great are you in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men, to reward or repay each one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that is from mentioned from Psalms 119 verses 105. I shall just open that scripture quickly and we can read it. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. The topic is principles of spiritual protection. We will learn that every Christian has to be under appropriate spiritual authority. We will also learn the three uncompromising demands of God that apply to all Christians. We, shall share, we have shared links already on our Telegram group. We shall also share these links on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Please share that and invite your friends and family to come and attend to this session so that they can benefit from that presence and let that transformation, that blessing touch their lives as well. Praise and worship will start from 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Followed by the I Confess Boldly Testimony Time and the Bible Teaching starts at 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And various the start times from praise and worship for various time zones have been mentioned in our message on the Telegram group. Father, we ask for your grace, your protection, your guidance, and your spirit of revelation to dwell upon our sister Shanin and our brother Vivek this evening as they lead us 
through praise and worship, through your gates, into your courtyard, and then bring us into your presence. And you break open your word to us and you reveal that truth. Lord, I ask for that grace, that blessing upon their lives, that as they lead your people, as they feed your people, let that manna come down from heaven out of your wisdom. And let that bring transformation in every life that receives and feeds on it. In the mighty name of Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day. So that as we are blessed. Let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us. In the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Jesus.